Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and together with my co-host Lindsay from lindsaydoeslanguages.com, we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language here on this show. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello. Hello. How's it going to you? To, going to you? How's it going with you today? Uh, it's going to me well and it's going with me well. <laughs> Fantastic. Have you been up to anything interesting recently? Lots of things. Mm -hmm. we've, yeah, we've just been saying, yeah. Um, the online teaching starter kit, that's happened. Yes. Got some new students working with on that. And um, just on well, a few days ago when we were recording this, um, opened up pre-orders for my book. Wow. Yay. Oh my God. Your first book that you've ever written? Yeah. Like I wrote a little book like four or five years ago, um, but that was just a free thing. Um, so yeah, it's the first book I've ever written, like proper book. It's a proper, uh, it's called Not a Year Off, a story behind language stories. So it's like everything that happened um, in the year when we were making language stories. So there's lots in there about language, about all the interviews and the, the episodes and everything, but then also all the other fun stuff like meeting Galapagos tortoises and, you know, running a so-called race in Phnom Penh in Cambodia, that sort of stuff. Mm, why is it called Not a Year Off? Because it was, whenever we'd say, you know, we always knew that we wanted to take this trip and people would say, oh, well, are you looking forward to your holiday? Or, um, oh, it's not long now until your break and things like this. And it was like, it's neither of those things, but what is this? Like we knew we'd be working. We knew we'd be making language stories, whatever that was going to turn out to be. And we knew that we'd be busy really. So yeah, it wasn't a year off. <laughs> it wasn't like just a jolly lot extended holiday or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's called not a year off. So a combination of travel writing and almost a, a memoir of the start of language stories. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Well, listeners, if you were a fan of language stories or you're a fan of Lindsay or you're a fan of traveling for a year and being something that isn't quite a digital nomad, but possibly digital <laughs> nomad adjacent. <laughs> This book will definitely inspire you. And Lindsay, do you, do you share some tips in it as well? Or how to how to do it? Or your lessons? No, no, no. There's resources just the at the stories. end. Like all the links. Yeah, all the links to the people that we interviewed that are... Because some people aren't in the book as well. Like we, the Skype interviews, for example. Some mm -hmm. people we spoke to after. But all the links are in there for, for all of those people. But yeah, there's no like... It's not like a here's how to travel. No, like you, that's so unique. You can do that on your own in your own way you know mm -hmm. um it's more here's what happened when we traveled fabulous well congratulations yeah. on your first Thank book you. book <laughs> that's ours i've book got book. i've got it on pre-order for my kindle or kindle app so i'm looking forward to reading that and listeners you'll find it in the show notes i'll put a link as well if you want to get your own copy of not a year off what have i been up to i have been to the machenfles comedy festival recently 
which mm. is um, something I like to do to practice Welsh is to volunteer at different events or go to different events where people speak Welsh. And it was a fantastic experience. Machanfle, a very small town in the middle, the middle of nowhere. And it turns into a, a rather delightful just festival ground for a few days. And I heard my first ever comedy in my target language. That's cool. I saw a little bit of this on Instagram. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. On your Welsh Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My new ish cool. Welsh Instagram It's called Kersey Dusky. Uh, you don't have to follow. It's it's more for me personally a an experiment for using only Welsh on Instagram, as inspired by some of our some of our regular listeners. Listener Elizabeth re really inspired me to do this, so I'm trying that out. And you know, getting the jokes in your target language requires yes. <laughs> requires just... quite a high level of understanding. I don't think I got them all. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, comedy is hard yeah. to understand, right? That was our thing last month in Language Study Club, but mm -hmm. not always a book book club. It's like part of what we do for Language Study Club. Um, we there's this show on Netflix called Comedians of the World, mm -hmm. and that was our thing for for the book club that's not a book. And it was yeah, so interesting because you feel like, oh yeah, I get this language. But it's the humor, like it's the intonation, it's the pauses, it's the just everything all combined makes a real difference. And, you know, you could be completely fluent in a work environment and just the humor is like a whole new thing. Yeah. Plus the language of, of a comedian and the language of that comedy mm. environment is, is so informal. And the, the chilled out delivery or the it's not chilled out, but the the informal delivery is part of the act so it's kind of got to be there and it's got to deliver be delivered in a certain way and um there were there were several showcases where you would see six seven comedians present five minutes of their particular type of comedy um you know in a row <clears throat> and this one guy came up and opened his mouth and i instantly just shrank <laughs> Because uh, there was already there was the, the 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 holy trinity of like speed accent and um, a low voice just generally not being very loud um, that would have made it impossible for me to even you know understand in the first place or almost impossible and then to, and then the whole room starts laughing and you just sit there going ah uh -huh. <laughs> so that's just a... take the cues of others laughing like yeah this must be the funny bit <laughs> this must be the funny bit ha, ha, ha. but because I stewarded I saw several shows twice. So ah, the second okay. time round, it got easier. So just for you out there, if you feel like, you know, if you ever have one of those days when where it just feels like you can't understand a thing, even though you've been studying for years, um, you know, just try and see if you can hear it again or get them to talk about it again. It really helps. Your brain is doing so much work that you've got no idea you're doing. That's cool. Mm. And Lindsay, I oh, I have a, what is it? A, a four cast, a four Shadow? No, this is coming out on the 3rd of June. So I actually have an invitation almost to a set of workshops that Lindsay and I are putting together. And this is sort of a side project, I would say, to the online teaching starter kit that you do. And um, I wanted to mention that if you're an online teacher and you want to attend some workshops that Lindsay and I have put together about your teaching life and how to expand your teaching life and perhaps go about your teaching, not just your, you know, your online teaching, but just generally the idea of 
perhaps creating creating anything I was going to say creating creations which doesn't make sense you know creating something interesting with your languages whether it is you want to write or whether it is you want to create a podcast or whether it is you do have an online teaching business or a business that you want to center around online courses and you're interested in hearing from us about how we do things we have got a set of workshops coming up and they're called Teach and Thrive. Yay! Teach and Thrive workshops. They're coming at you. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes as well. So I don't want to talk about it too much. But um, if you are interested in creating and perhaps even making your living or part of your living through languages, uh, we've we've tried that. <laughs> we've got a lot of experience by now, haven't we? It's been about seven years for you and for me. Mm, yeah mental isn't it yeah yeah so if you want to hear about if you want to hear some war stories and just really learn from us and um, get some tips and and join a community of people who are doing the same thing teach and thrive is here for you and we would love for you to check it out let me give you a fluent show update i don't know how you're listening to this show right now you might be listening in your browser you might be listening on your phone you might be listening on your tablet you might be listening I, I I don't know, on the radio, <laughs> you know, on Stitcher. But have you ever considered asking your friendly home assistant box to play the Fluent Show? Lindsay, have you ever considered this? No, because I don't own a friendly home assistant box. Well, neither do I, but I have <laughs> recently... <laughs> I have recently had the pleasure of visiting somewhere that did have one. And suddenly I hear my husband saying... Hey Google, oh so, sorry if you you know switch your home box off if you if you've got us on loudspeaker. Hey Google, play the Fluent Show podcast, and you know what comes on the Fluent Show. <laughs> there I was jumping around at a friend's kitchen, completely over the moon. So listeners, if you haven't tried this already, if you have a Google Home device, you can say play the Fluent Show podcast and. As if by magic, the Fluent Show, without having to press any button, will come on your friendly home device loudspeaker and you will be able to, I don't know, have a bathroom disco dance party with us. And you can also, this is another super cool thing, you can add the Fluent Show to the Alexa flash briefing. Now, I've had to read up about what that is and there's a link in the show notes as well. So apparently the Alexa device does a, you can program a specific personalized news flash sort of thing for you where in the morning it gives you the latest updates and tells you what the latest news are. And if you add the URL fluent.show slash Alexa to your Alexa home briefing, then next time you ask for your briefing, Alexa, tell me what's new. Alexa, tell me the briefing or whatever if you do that the fluent show will be included in that the technology exists the technology from our wonderful host fireside has been built and you can listen to the fluent show on the alexa flash briefing so next time you're lying in the bath or eating some biscuits on the couch or whatever you do in your home you can listen to us without even having to lift your finger or mobile device how cool is that that's very cool you know what is really smart though or who is really smart, the huge bank of people that is available at our sponsor database or sponsor platform or however you want to call it. Our sponsor is, as so often, 
italki. So this episode is brought to you with support from italki, the online platform where you can go and meet thousands of smart people that will help you learn a language. They are human, not robot, not chatbot, not smart home, friendly home devices. They're actual humans, human teachers who are going to help you learn a language. And this is by far one of the best ways to learn. Absolutely. You're going to make more progress with a human teacher. I've recently experienced it with my Chinese teacher. And one of the things I've noticed is that when you have a human teacher, you kind of have someone that you want to live up to. You know that accountability field that we, you so often feel that you're missing? That gets filled when you do have somebody waiting for you and who you feel has a stake in your success and who wants to see you do well. And normally... Those lessons can be a bit of a pain to organize. And Lindsay, you were recently telling me how, how long it would take you to travel between lessons, right? Mm. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day when you were offering lessons. And for me as well, like I would, I would travel quite far and my students would travel quite far to come and attend a lesson with us and with me. And it would be, I think maybe, no, I don't think anyone ever stuck with that for more than half a year. But online lessons that I gave, online one-to-one -one lessons were just a whole different story. Student and teacher were able to build up such a relationship. And I had students with me for, for several years because it's so easy to make an online lesson part of your life. There's no travel. You can study from anywhere. You can learn from home. And you can find an incredible range of teachers for any level, any language, for any time zone even, on the website italki. Italki is it's just an absolute staple in the language learning world. So if you've never tried it before, do check it out now. Italki also gives you $10 off free credit if you've never tried it before. And all you need to do is go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. And that's your, I don't know, your, your checkbox ticked. <laughs> you know, make it one of your language learning goals. And yeah, like I said, I, I take lots of classes on there. So, Lindsay, mm. we have arrived at the part of the episode where we start talking about the top tools. Would you like to tell the listeners how top tools works, our nominations and our top list, how we choose the winner? Yeah, so we have three each top tools that we have enjoyed. Well, you said this bit earlier. And then we... Whittle things down at the end and pick three from the six that we have together. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I've, I've already noticed, like, I'm curious about your, I think you've, you've got a really interesting, interesting range of um, mm -hmm. suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about those because one of them is, is that I wouldn't have thought of that as a tool. So what we define as a tool, if you've never heard one of these episodes before, is essentially anything that you can use that, that makes it that makes it easier to learn languages. We try to be fairly um, language non-specific, but if there is a tool that's really, really cool that is designed to help you learn one language, a specific one, then that can be considered. The only other rule is that we don't tend to mention... We don't really have a list of we don't mention these or we don't include these for, for nomination, but it's kind of the really obvious ones so that this be doesn't become a Duolingo discussion because, you know, we want to bring you something new, something interesting that you might have not heard before. So we don't tend to bring, what, Duolingo, Memrise, 
Anki. Itoki. <laughs> you yeah. know, those, those absolute staples that, that many, many, many people know about. And to be fair, I've never, I've personally have never tried Anki before. Have you? I have. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't really know what to say about it. It's good. It's good. Anki is good. Um, Memrise is good. Duolingo is pretty good. Italki is very, very good. <laughs> so those are the ones that, you know, most language learners have already heard of. So today you're going to hear from us with ideas and suggestions for new apps that you can download. You never have to just limit yourself to one app. So if, you, if currently you only have, let's say, Duolingo on your phone, uh, I would I would actually go as far as saying get yourself a few more because personally I found that the variety keeps me interested whereas if there is just a single app that I can use for a target language I I, I it's just so much more likely that I start ignoring it is that the same for you Lindsay I find I wouldn't say that I ignore it but I almost become too reliant on that mm -hmm. and then feel like no other language. No, you know, no other words in that language exist outside of that app. It's like, this is what I learn. This is where I learn mm. from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's it's good to mix things up a little. It's almost as if you the problem that you get when you go to a class and your language only exists in that classroom, you have, you have yeah. taken that problem and made it into an app problem. Exactly. Yeah, no good. Um, and before we kick off, I also wanted to say... <laughs> I love that we've gone good, very good. No good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so a second point that I just wanted to make for all of you app developers out there, because we do get very often contacted by app developers and tool developers who are working on new stuff. And that is really, really great. We want to hear your ideas. And we want to hear what's out there. Um, both Lindsay and I, we don't really have, you can use the contact form on the Fluent Show um, website, fluent.show, but that goes to me directly. Or, you know, usually if you want something on the show, contact me, but you can also contact Lindsay. And um, as language bloggers and don't know, people who, who speak about languages quite a lot, we do get these contacts and it, they, we're really, really welcome. But if your app is still in an obvious development phase, I tested out quite a f quite a few today I, I tested them out but if your app just doesn't do that much yet or if it just breaks a lot or it, it you know it's still a little bit crashy absolutely fine and you know like I think you want users at that point but we are very very unlikely to make it a top tool simply because top tools happens every six months and a lot of stuff comes out in the time so I really really do want to hear what you what you're working on but if you want detailed feedback that's the other thing um or you want a guaranteed inclusion and please bear in mind that is not what top tools is about that is a sponsorship or a consultancy and for both of those you have to pay us because there is a lot of time involved thank you very much for that <laughs> oh plus if you are interested in having your app or your project included please do give Lindsay and me free access to it when you contact us just so we can give it a good once over so we can really test it because each one of the top tools that we do mention has been thoroughly tested by us. Lindsay, anything to add to that one? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, all right. That's fair enough. In that case, I think we are ready to start the top tool countdown. Three suggestions. We'll take it in turns. Lindsay, would you like to start? 
Oh, yes, please. Oh, man, you had me on like 10, 10, 10. It's not tender hooks, is it? Tender hooks. You had me on those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I go? First one? Yeah. Right. So first of all, honourable mention, lyrics training was going to be one of mine today, but we discovered, <laughs> I've mentioned this previously in 2016, so go and check that back. Um, but yeah, that has improved a lot. There's now an app, I think, compared to when there was just a website. Very, very good. Moving on. My first one. Oh, I've discovered something, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. You know when you go through life and you start out with Radio 1? Yes. Youth is upon you, Radio 1. Yes. It's a bizarre mix of, you know, if you're not in the UK, I'll try and explain. It's a bizarre mix of rock, hip-hop, trap, dance, pop, all kind of mushed together with like all the youth can listen to this, right? And I think there comes a point when sometimes you'll find yourself skipping from Radio 1 a little bit more than you used to. Mm -hmm. You may want to try out Radio... I went straight to Radio 4. This was <laughs> my question. Time. You went to Radio 4? Mm -hmm. Guess what I've discovered? Well, XFM also. I'm a, I'm uh, a Radio 3 girl. Yeah, what? I'm, uh, yes, right? That's Radio a classical 3. music. No, yes and no. Ah. Radio 3. Well, we're all Radio 6 people now. Uh, no. no, Radio 3 is okay. where it's at Ooh. because they have on there, as well as all the classical stuff, Music Planet Road Trip. What is that? Okay, so Music Planet Road Trip, I've discovered this as a podcast, which is where you can hear it, I believe, wherever you are in the world. Um, it's a BBC podcast. And it's typically the episodes are like 10 to 15, 20 minutes long. But it takes you to a different place each episode through music by via like a sort of music journalist. And um, there's some really, really cracking episodes on there. Beto Arcos is one of the journalists that does a lot of like Spanish language um, episodes. So good. He's he's one of the the guys that comes back quite often. I've 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 got so much good new music through Music Planet Road Trip, and obviously the joy of this is that that's not always in English. So a lot of a lot of music, like I wrote down some of my favourites, and I was like, actually, yeah, a lot of these of my favourites sing in English, even though they're from different places. Um, but a lot of them don't. And there's like one person in particular I discovered through this. So I think, to be fair, I would have discovered in my real life, which is Rosalia. Oh, just oh, <laughs> oh. I'm flailing my arms about Kirsten. You can't see me, but I'm flailing my arms about in joy. About Rosalia. Oh, Rosalia. Ah, so is this like a world music show? And I can imagine it yes. as the reporter might say, hello, today we're going to talk about music from the Gambia. Yeah. Okay. They've got an episode about Paraguay. Mm -hmm. Today on my lunchtime walk, I was listening to one of Shetland's most celebrated, one of Shetland's most celebrated fiddlers. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So it's world music. How can listeners use world music or music from different countries as a language learning tool? Or how would you use this podcast if you were to use it as a language learning tool? So you take the podcast and what I do is I listen to them on my lunchtime walk and I'll be on Spotify, like listening for them saying this song is by Rosalia or whatever. I'll be on Spotify typing in that artist, mm -hmm. finding a song, adding it to a little playlist and then later going back in and listening in. And then if there's stuff that I like, you know, you don't do it for everything, but there'll be some that stand out more than others to you, right? 
So you can then find them and be like, oh yeah, I want to listen more to that and just take it and do what you would do with, with, you know, if any other song, if you use it for, um, for, if you use music for language learning in any other way. I'm going to talk about one way in particular in my next tip, so I'm not going to give up too much mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Okay, so if yeah. you, especially I think if you if you listen to some or if you're learning a, a language and you haven't found that much music or you just want more variety of your target language and your target language is widely spoken, I suppose like French or Spanish or something like that, you'll find a lot of new riches really in this podcast. I'm into Russian music. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, love it. Monetochka. That's one I wrote down. Uh huh. Monet. Manitochka. Oh, cool. Yeah. Jeez, now, okay, now I'm interested. So first one, music, planet, road trip for discovering new music. Thank you very much for that one. De nada. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will come in with my first suggestion or my first, my first candidate. Okay, so the first, like you saying, lyrics training has, it deserves a mention on this podcast. It's not eligible to become top tool or become top three top tool because it's already been mentioned on this podcast, but it's excellent and I think the app is new, so do check it out again, Lyrics Training. Uh, number two, Flow Lingo, which is also something that we have mentioned before in autumn and winter 2017, so a year after Lyrics Training. Um, this, again, is not a candidate, but it has clearly grown a lot. Flow Lingo is sort of designed to help you use the web in your target language it even subtitles videos so you can watch youtube and that still only works in spanish but now they have got support for a good extra it looked about 20 languages including vietnamese and thai and i've had a little play around with the chinese and the french so there's a lot of interesting stuff you just open it up and it kind of looks like a browser that gives you pre preset bookmarks that have interesting content in your target language. You can navigate there. You can perhaps read the news in French. And if you hold, if you hold down uh, your finger over a word, then it will give you a translation and also make that word into a flashcard. Could be really handy. Check it out if you haven't done so yet. Flu Flowlingo. Moving on to, oh my god, oh my. Jo all my days, all my joys. I'm I'm excited about this from the notes. Oh, I know. I, I'm I'm pretty much my notes. I already got more and more excited as I was writing this. This is a website <laughs> that it, I I just absolutely an absolute delight. I heard about this from Paul K, the EU field officer who we recently had on the podcast. So Paul K told me about a project that the EU representation is doing with Evertype. And then I kind of went to the website of Evertype just to give you a link in the show notes. And I was like, what, what am I seeing here? So Evertype is many, 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 many things. First, and I think this is how it started out. It started out as a, a font foundry. Uh, so it's it's one of those places, one of those designers that focuses on creating good computer fonts. And there is the, it's interesting for us linguists because there is a focus on minority languages such as Irish, Ga Irish Gaelic. And for example, Michael, the person who runs Evertype, designs fonts that look uh, Celtic, but that are authentic to the Celtic tradition. I thought that was really interesting. And he also is part of, I think it's called the Unicode Consortium. So he supports mm. Unicode and works with Unicode. So we can all type in any language that we choose. And if you are 
a learner of a language with perhaps less common diacritics, let's say you're not learning French, French is fairly straightforward to type, but even something like Welsh, well, I guess that's a minority language. Welsh has got a letter that looks like a W with a circumflex on top. And that is oh. fairly, yeah, and that, that seems to be fairly unique. It's fairly unusual. Um, so there is, there is, for example, that it's just a ooh, it's like a long ooh sound. Um, but then, and then there was also a font. It's not just Gaelic and Celtic languages. There was also a font that they made called Rupakara, which supports the new Indian rupee sign. So it's just incredibly exciting to look around this website and just find out all these different things that exist, you know? Do you have any diacritics mm. that you find quite hard to type, Lindsay? I sometimes get confused when I'm trying to type from like one key, like, you know, from like Mac to then go to PC and you're trying to remember the different codes on different keyboards and oh, mm. I just wish there was like one system that worked. Yes, yeah. That was everything. I learned to type, to touch type on a German keyboard. And then mm. I had to, you know, with, uh, and the German keyboard has a few more letters. So we've got the umlauts on the side and you type them with your little finger. Where in English, they've put all the commas and all the little, little um, uh, yeah. you know, what are they called? The sentence markers? and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All the punctuation stuff. That's in German. That's all umlauts over in that corner. Mm. And it, it took me a while as well to, to get used to it. And then I had to learn all of those codes on Windows. And now I almost only ever use uh, Apple Apple devices so it's it's fairly straightforward to get used to but yeah some letters cannot be done unless you have Unicode existing in that language and many fonts will break when there's an umlaut or something like that so it's about accessibility it's about representing and it's just I think the, the this is great okay so that's not even the interesting bit George it's Part oh. of it. That's not even a okay. great bit. Okay, let me tell you about the best bit. Evertype is also a publishing house. What? Focusing on on just like I don't know. I, I called it weird and wonderful languages and stories because what they publish is just amazing. So <laughs> you can find Alice in Wonderland, and it said Alice in Wonderland printed in QR codes, and I thought, what? And I love, can I just say I love that you say Alice in Wonderland as if it's like Alice in Sunderland. <laughs> Yeah, Alice in Sunderland. Sunderland. Alice in Wonder like Wonderland. Like Wonderland. Say, Land. That's interesting. Alice in Alice Alice in Wonderland is what we're saying. Ah, see, that's why. Okay, yeah, it's my German accent. Yeah. So Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> and, and it's but there's a version that is printed in get it the International Phonetic Alphabet. How awesome! Very awesome! Very awesome! And then it also has all these. Uh, it's just such a focus on really interesting minority languages. And a lot of it, when you first look at it, there's a lot in Northeast Scots. So they've got Jane Eyre in Northeast Scots. Okay. Which is just like, yeah, raise the roof. It's amazing. Um, but it, the language's range is very, very interesting. So there's a lot of minority language written content that I haven't really seen. Some is original writing. So there was some Scottish Gaelic original writing, some Irish original writing. There are also translations of... You know, good old Harry Potter, of course he's there. Don't worry, you know, you can read Harry Potter in anything. Uh, they had Harry Potter in, um, what's the New Zealand language, Maori? Uh -huh. They have, I found Uropi, Uropi. Are these all free? Uh, no, I think, I think some of them are paid. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, you've got to right. pay the translator, well, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Um, Hawaiian, and then there is also Cornish. And then if you have a look around the website, you'll find just um, even more weird stuff. So there's a few linguistics books. There's a book about Latin. And then I found a book about how to cook goat. Uh-huh. How to cook goat meat. Fair so it's enough. just, oh, it's just the most idiosyncratic publishing house I've ever seen. So, so amazing. Um, there's a lot of focus on the, the sort of Gaelic, like not even Celtic necessarily, but the, the Gaelic parts of the world. So Scotland, Ireland, um, more of that. But I, I didn't see any Welsh, but plenty of Cornish. Um, but it, that's in no way exclusive. No matter which world language you learn, you're going to find just something to gawp at. They have Volapük, they have Esperanto. It's wow. it's just really, really impressive. Um, and this feels like one of those websites that's been around since, you know, when the internet was very, very young. But like Omniglot, you know, that's just mm. been around so long and collected just so much amazing stuff. I just absolutely in love. And the website is Evertype. Evertype. I'll put it in the show notes as well. That is my first suggestion. Absolutely in love with it. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Good call. Good call. Okay, ready for my number two? Yes. So, following on. So you can imagine, right? I'm listening to Music Planet Road Trip, the episode about Spain. And at the end, he's like, and now we have an artist called Rosalia. I'm like, what is this song? And she's clapping away, right? I'm thinking, wow. Um, so I go onto um, the internet. I try and find the song. I listen to it on YouTube. Then what happens next when you find a song Typically, like one of the most, you know, on the top page of, of Google would be Genius. Have you heard of Genius? Genius is what comes up on some songs when you're in the Spotify app and tells you behind the lyrics stories. You got it. Yeah, tells yeah, you yeah, why yeah. Jason, there was a whole thing about Tiptoe by Jason Derulo, where they said Jason Derulo didn't really want to. He he thought he had gone beyond uh, making songs about butts. He was, you know, he was done with that. <laughs> no more songs about the behind. Um, but here is another. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> good for good for Jason Derulo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Genius is also famous for like really terrible genius verified videos on youtube that have kind of become a meme mm-hmm. um if you have two minutes just google i think it's her name is gabby hannah maybe monster or just type in genius monster or something and it will come up hilarious but regardless also a little bit of a language learning tool if now this is kind of contrary to what you've just had with evertype if you're learning a language that's quite popular you know got and got like some singers with some big followings etc because what genius does have that other lyrics websites don't have is sometimes on songs when you click the lyrics you'll see because they're grayed out you can click them and they'll come up with comments on the on the right hand side about what people have submitted could be potential meanings or is definitely potential meanings um, Mm. behind that song so if Mm. there's like you know verified lyrics that someone has said oh yeah i wrote that lyric because of blah 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 they'll be in the sidebar with some like almost like as like it's like an essay like with you know like footnotes right but when i and and typically for other languages it's never been great rosalie on the other hand oh my life so good like so the lyrics are quite thorough perhaps a little bit cryptic like this whole album is based on like a 13th century um like novel i think it's called flamenco or flamenco and the um the album then is is kind of it's quite narrative it's quite interesting and so the lyrics when you click on them the annotations 
Guess what language they're in? They are in Spanish? Correct. Wow. Okay. So it's a way to kind of learn, you know, you found some music that you really enjoy. You then can go on to Genius. And if you're lucky, you know, it's not going to be for every language, for every song. But if you're lucky, there might be some annotations on there in in Spanish or in French or whatever language you're learning yeah. that you can then use to kind of, you know, read those and to enhance your understanding of the lyrics and of the song. Mm, I can imagine this working really well with German as well. Yeah, German, I imagine there'd be some. I checked for Stromae. There was some examples for Stromae where they came up with French um, annotations. So, yeah, mm. pretty what, cool. What about but Korean, do you think? Sorry? What about Korean or sort of Asian? Yeah, Korean. I Did I try Korean? I have a feeling I might have tried one Korean and it came up with like lots of English annotations. Mm -hmm. So like I say, it's not a perfect solution, but it could be a nice little addition if you do enjoy using music to just check and see if there's something on there. Yeah. Because I would never have thought to use genius. <laughs> Even if it's in English, it's it's quite cool to get more cultural context. Yeah. Because yeah, very yeah, often yeah. they might read, they might Uh, reference something that happens in your mm. target country or in your target culture and you just don't really know what what that refers to so it gives you it gives you an in-depth look at the you know at the song that's true that's very true fantastic yeah i'm, I'm excited actually I, i might i might have a little look around so if i don't get genius because for a long time i didn't understand this if genius doesn't automatically come up on my spotify mm. Is it that I can go to a website called Genius? Okay, yeah. So there's a website called Genius. I think it's genius.com. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a lyrics database, but with annotations. Oh, little did I know. I am a thousand years old. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that's tip number two. Genius. So we've got Music Planet Road Trip, Genius, Evertype. And I'm coming in with my second suggestion, which is an app called Insight timer and a bit like genius inside timer isn't really made for language learners it's not really designed to to teach you a language these are my favorite top tools though they, they can be so good right they can yeah. be so good and it's it because they're all about the the, the daily contact or about making the language more part of your life so this app it's one of those there are many of those out there but this one's cool it's a free meditation app And it, it has, you know, like a meditation timer and stuff. But the interesting thing for us as language learners is, number one, when you open it up, one of the first things it does, and I'm, I was so impressed with that and so I appreciated that so, so much because not every app does this. One of the first things it does is ask you which languages do you speak and it lets you choose up to five languages. How polyglot friendly is that? It lets you choose up to five languages. Up to five languages. And they include like Icelandic and Vietnamese mm. and Catalan and Greek and, you know, like obviously the, the big ones as well. But you can choose from, from up to five languages. And that's because the a lot of the content in this is user generated. Some of it's paid for, but a lot of it is, is free as well. And it's where different... Um, voiceover artists or meditation teachers have uploaded their own meditations. So it's user-generated content and the users will upload this in lots and lots of languages. So if you are interested in 
perhaps a sleep meditation or some kind of, you know, like a deep, perhaps philosophical, if you're interested in anything to do with meditation and you or yoga and you enjoy this and you want to learn about your chakras or you want to align your chakra in your target language, Inside Timer has got content there and it tends to be, you will be able to find something for free. Two weeks ago, I did a very calming kind of breathing exercise in Swiss German. Interesting. Yes, it's really think, cool. I wonder what language you were going to say in it. So you did it in German. Yeah, but I'm Swiss th- German, which oh, is Swiss not German. my German. Sorry, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, like, would it, like, if I was trying to meditate, mm-hmm. I wonder if it would stress me out if I'm also thinking then, like language learning i feel like it would have to be a language i felt really strong in i don't know maybe i'm wrong i would say it's not i, I don't think it's a beginner's tool necessarily i like okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't use it for chinese um mm. I, but if you are in the intermediate level where i think is it gets especially important to start building a language into your life yeah um i think i think it's a really good and actually being in a relaxed state of mind and um a lot of it has it, they tend to yeah. have a lot of repetition you know, the meditations, because they say like in and out and stuff like that. I think that could put you in a very nice receptive state of mind. So it's something to play around with. But you're right. Like if it makes you feel frustrated because you don't understand anything, then, oh, oh gosh, switch switch to an English meditation for sure. You know, though, you say that. I wonder if, like you're saying, it's obviously quite repetitive, like breathe in, out, etc. I wonder if then would that perhaps create, obviously, if you're not feeling stressed about thinking, I need to learn this language while I'm doing it. If you're feeling quite calm, would you then potentially create some sort of positive association with the language and then feeling calm and pleasant and happy and whatever? I think you might. I think if you if you suffer from stress and anxiety, it might be a really cool way of coming out of yourself as well. So to do like a little bit of, you know, meditation en français or something like that. Um, it's I think it, because meditation is so personal and it doesn't even work for everybody, you know, not mm. everybody likes to to, to do this and I, I kind of come and go with it I find it really helpful but then I don't do it for six weeks so um, it's it it is one where you have to find your level and find your experimentation but I have never seen such a strong library of guided meditations in lots and lots of different languages anywhere else and I also found it just so cool that this app when you create your account when you first log in straight away it goes what languages do you speak as That's it, the cool thing that it lets you pick five. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that bit of it. I know, and and just just this acknowledgement that English isn't, you know, like we're not all yeah. English first speakers, and we're not all, you know, like English isn't the number one desire that we all have all of the time. Like other languages exist. I thought that was just amazing. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. So that's Insight Timer app. My number two. You ready for my number three? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good one. <laughs> it is my reluctant number three. So you can see now how number one leads into number two would have led in lovely to number three, lyrics training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But alas, RIP in the vault. Yeah. Of top yeah. Tools episodes. If, if you ever want to know training. if we've had a top tool before, at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash blog archive, um, because I make a blog article for every um, one of those um every one of the top tools podcasts, uh, you can you can type the name of the tool in there and you'll be able to see. That's cool. Yeah, because I had to double check. Well, my replacement number three is equally very good. Yay. It's, it, this is my first app for today. Um, 
And it's the Teach Yourself Library app. Ooh. Have you come across this? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. So you know Teach Yourself books? I do. Like for languages and stuff. Yeah, language hacking, now, language learning. Yeah, and now there's all these ranges, like language hacking, like you say. Um, the I, I first got this, it would have been probably not long after we recorded the last um, Top Tools episode. Because I got this when I was using it for Judith Meyer's um, Arabic script ha- hacking. Try and say that again. Lower. <laughs> and, um, and it was really really helpful so basically you know how typically with a language course like something like teach yourself you'd get the book and the cd and it would come in a big box and you'd feel very accomplished just having it on your shelf right yeah 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 well but it's it's on your shelf but yeah that shelf the shelf and it never leaves well now (laughs) you you get the book but then you can get the audio presumably there's probably options where you can get a cd or whatever but you get the audio you can now get it on your app and even if you don't have the book, a lot of the audio is there for free. So you can use this much like the colloquial courses have their audio on their website, but mm-hmm. I don't think they have an app. I'm not sure. Um, but you can listen on the Teachers of Library app to audio from various courses. And then, you know, you might decide then, you know what? Oh, I'm... So if you're just curious about a language, you don't want to like make that investment of thinking, oh, but if I get the book, is it just going to sit on the shelf? Then you can, you know, have a little listen think, oh, I'm intrigued yeah okay i will get the book i'm gonna give this a go so it's almost like a sort of try before you buy (laughs) but then it's also very handy you know if there's a language you are learning and you want more audio exposure but you don't necessarily need a full course with a book then you could use it as extra audio for that as well so pretty useful that's really cool i'm i'm gonna Mm. download that because i think that's just such a such a great tip Welsh, complete Welsh on there. Oh, yeah. So you could like listen to it. It's just extra listening then if you've already got another course that you're working with or if you're looking for a course, you can listen first and be like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. This is the one I want. Fantastic. And Teach Yourself mm. have got such a big range of books. So you're right yeah. that this this is a great try before you buy. This is a really, really great kind of try it all out. And they know what they're doing up there. They know what they're doing. Uh, this reminds me of the time that I don't know whether you remember. That's the time when I had the Asimil of Luxembourgish and you found yeah. all of the audio for it on Spotify. Yes. It's so, it's yeah. so random because they haven't got any other language on there, but for no. some reason, the Bizarre. Luxembourgish one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so I can I can attest that it's just super handy to have this to have this with you. So have you have you been kind of playing with the Korean or are you still learning Korean? Yeah, my focus right now is Korean. Um, I haven't checked the Korean out on there, but I should this week. I was I was doing another course last week for Korean, and now my focus is I've got a lesson booked for this week with Italki, our sponsor, and um, and so I'm working towards that. But yeah, I should definitely check this out again for Korean now. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Well, so that is the Teach Yourself Library app, and is it in? It's available on iPhones I suppose and I'm going to yeah. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well to see if you can get it on Android too. Cool. Excellent. Okay, ready for my number 3 suggestion? I'm ready. Okay. So, this suggestion is called Pleco. Ple- maybe it's called Pleco. 
I, I don't know how to even say it. It's called Pleco. It's something that Shannon recommended to me when I first started playing around with Chinese. Uh, so I think this is mostly relevant for people who are learning the Chinese language. I'm not aware that it would have a lot of other target languages supported, but it is just... It is it is so so fabulous. Pleco is is an app that I don't even know like everything for it yet, and um, mostly it is a dictionary, right? It's a Chinese English dictionary app, which then also offers you um, all the support for the characters. So if you are learning Chinese characters, you just want to know what they look like. It shows you the characters. It shows you the stroke. It shows you like the base characters. So it might show you like, oh, this one has got the character for tree in it, and you can go, ah, okay, I can kind of. I kind of get it. So it's kind of, it's really, really cool from that point of view. Um, the way it does the search, I think, is is very impressive. So it lets you say a word, which I've been using as pronunciation training or like pronunciation double checking. So yeah. if I want to say, you know, a specific word and I'm reading it and I'm I'm still working on my Chinese tones, trying to get my head around it, um, I, I might try and say it. And then if the app, can hear what I'm saying and actually comes up with the right word, then I'm very, very impressed with with myself. But you can also type an English word and then it'll show you what it is in Chinese. Or you can type using um, the, you can type kind of in this really bizarre way that where you you build up um, the different the different strokes in order to build up to to the character. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of really cool, and I haven't again. It's I'm still a very very early Chinese learner listener, so I don't quite know what I'm doing. But you can basically you can select characters and you kind of put them in there, um, and then it it shows you which characters are related to the character that you have just selected or build on top of that. So you could put a stroke in, and it says, oh, okay, all these characters use this stroke. Am I still making sense? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, like I said, new to Chinese, new to Chinese. But then it it can do even more than that. So already it's a very powerful dictionary app. But beyond that, it's got this little reader function where you can either open a specific ebook or um, put something in from the clipboard, or you can open an ebook that you have purchased or tried out through the Pleco app. So they've got a little library of graded readers. Not many at this point, but, um, you know, it's you, know, you do one by one, you will be busy for a, for a little while. Um, and then as you hold on to specific words, it kind of, as you're reading, it highlights the words or the characters, the words that it thinks are unusual. So if it says, okay, this one this one uses the most hundred first words or the hundred first characters, this story, uh, you're reading it and it shows you like that there's little blue bits where you're kind of like, oh, cool, I'm not supposed to know that. I'm just supposed to know all the other ones I don't know. And as you hold onto each character, it gives you, it gives you, um, it gives you a translation as well. So it's got the whole dictionary support built in and then you can build flashcards from that. You can also import flashcards or it's got a preset for the H... Oh, remind me, what is HSK. it called? The HSK, that's yeah. right. So it's got, a pre <laughs> it's got a preset for vocabulary on HSK. So if you're the kind of person who really loves to study with flashcards, it can also support that. It's just extremely versatile for a yeah. dictionary app. I'm very, very impressed with it. Um, and it's it's just so, so handy. And that's called Pleco, P-L-E-C-O. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well, but perhaps less um, 
less interesting for those of you who are not Chinese learners, but I'm new to Chinese. So for me, this was cool. That's cool. It sounds like a bit of a one-stop shop. Yeah. That's very cool. I think so. And and all on a, you know, all on a, on a phone app. So for a, for mm. a phone app, fairly powerful without doing without doing the usual lesson structure you know where it goes like and now we're learning the numbers in a target language you mm. know match them up select them bing bing next lesson and you know with the streaks and all that no this is just a it's a tool but it's a super useful tool very cool so we have reached the point uh, where we are summarizing all of our different recommendations and then we're, cons- we're selecting our top three top tools for spring and summer 2019. So listeners, this is the exciting time. Uh, Lindsay suggested Music Planet Road Trip, Genius and Teach Yourself Library. I suggested Evertype, Insight Timer App and Pleco. Lindsay, what kind of, what feeling have you got? <sighs> I'm, I'm obsessed with Music Planet Road Trip. <laughs> I know it's like not a direct language learning tool, but I feel that having something especially music at least for me has always been really important to kind of motivate me mm-hmm. um so i think it's also good to learn about other places that speak other languages and to spark a bit of curiosity mm-hmm. i found that to be really inspiring lately um so yeah i'm obsessed with that one mm. if i were to pick three is that what you want uh yeah or just like which ones really really stood out to you Okay. Um, I'm also very obsessed with Evertype. I was trying to check this out. I think you've probably cut it out when people are listening to this, but I was trying to look on my phone <laughs> sneakily and you were like, I can hear your phone like... Dig, 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 dig. Um, so I haven't seen it yet properly, but it looks very, very cool. I mean, I'm excited about that. Mm, and that mm. insight timer as well is making me think, hmm, maybe I should try try meditation. Like I've done it a bit before, but it's never really been something that I've found stuck so maybe if it was like language based two birds one stone and all of that yeah well that's a thing isn't it how mm. how productive it is <laughs> you can you can relax feels like in it your defeats the language. object of meditation but <laughs> <laughs> time away from your thoughts that's true. Like language learning <laughs> i'm really into the the idea of the teach yourself library i think it's i think it's really mm. really cool if there is a good electronic version of this is um it's difficult to always kind of it's difficult to kind of look through or get a sense of it uh, when you haven't seen it. So are there some products that are free on this app and some that are paid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Most of them are free ah, and then some are paid. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really cool. But just be, to be able to access a lot of good audio, but it would be textbook based. So, um, okay. So I, I love... I love the Music Planet Road Trip as well, but I haven't I haven't listened to any, but you have recommended some Russian songs to me and they were just really cool and really fun. Yay. So to hear the backstories behind that music would be super, super cool. Um, and I know you love your music podcasts. So the Music Planet Road Trip, I think it's it's going up there. I think the idea of genius is great. I am obsessed with Evertype. I think it's just such a such a find. Never heard of it before. Yeah. Uh, just I, You could look at it. It's one of those rabbit hole websites. We could really spend hours just marveling at what's out there. So Evertype and I, I love the Inside Timer. Uh, Pleco is very specific, isn't it? And okay, so let's have a look. So my top three, or my three, would probably be Evertype, Music Planet, Road Trip, and then it's sort of between Genius and Insight Timer. What's it like for you? 
Mm. So for me, it's Music Planet Road Trip, Evertype, and then Insight Timer or Teach Yourself Library. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's go with the Insight Timer then, I guess. Okay. We, had, we both had it there. So we have got number one, Evertype or Music Planet, your choice, Lindsay. Go for Evertype. Yay! Number one, top tool for spring and summer. If you don't visit any other websites... And you want to get obsessed, get obsessed with Evertype. Congratulations to Evertype. Woo! Followed by Music Planet Road Trip. Everybody go and subscribe to that podcast because it sounds amazing. And tell us what you found in their archives. And number three, Insight Timer for a little bit of peace in your day using your target language. And I hope you find a really, really cool meditation there. As always, there will be a blog article where I'm listing all of these and I'll give you a little write-up of it as well. And again, as always, you will find Ala in the show notes, plus the links, plus everything you could possibly be looking for. Don't forget to check out Lindsay's new book, Not A Year Off. Don't forget to check out the Teach and Thrive workshops. God, there's just so much going on, so much cool stuff going on at the moment. And that is really the show drawing to a close. Lindsay, do you have anything final? Do you want to add? Do you want to plug? Malamente. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's brilliant. My best Rosalia impression. It's good. It's good. It's good. It needs work. You Thank still you. sound like Gracias. Lindsay. Okay. Still sound like what? Lindsay. Oh. I mean, like Lindsay with a... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't pass on stars in their eyes. <laughs> that was always Jerry Halliwell for me. Oh, my God. Good looking. Bad tasting. And that is Lindsay Williams. <laughs> so you can find her. Lindsay does languages and Spice Girls covers. Oh, not Spice Girls. Jerry Halliwell covers. <laughs> Lindsay does languages dot com. <laughs> Our local music obsessive. And I am Kirsten from fluentlanguage.co.uk. If you haven't reviewed Fluent Show yet, do so and just hop over to your um, podcasts app. It's called now, not iTunes anymore. Hop over to your podcasts app or find us on Stitcher where you can review us as well. Tell somebody about the Fluent Show, download all the top tools, have a lot of fun and enjoy the season. And that is it. Goodbye from me. Goodbye and goodbye from Lindsay. Adios. Top tools, ultimate